Hi, I'm Hassel. And I'm JP. And welcome to Pulled Corks, Episode 3. Okay, guys, welcome to Episode 3. We're back again. What do you guys think of our theme music, by the way? Leave us a comment. The song is called Complicate by Otis McDonald. Uh, we hope you like it. Uh, give us some feedback on that. Also give him a shout out. Yeah, also him. I'm sure you can find him. I know you can find him on YouTube. So uh, look up Otis McDonald. He's got some good uh, music out there. So anyways, on to the wine. Uh, JP, uh, you just got back from Alsace. Yeah. Many people don't know that we live like about an hour away from Alsace, so we can go there anytime. So I just took the family over the weekend to Colmar, Alsace, and I brought us some goodies. That is really awesome, and Alsace is a beautiful place. Uh, like he said, it's really close. I, I try to go there all the time. Yeah, it's picturesque. You have like old Germanic castles and also French architecture. It's such a blend of cultures. It's beautiful. It's, so yeah, Disney couldn't do a better job. Yeah, it's so colorful. Yeah, it's uh, Beauty and the Beast is, yeah. is based on exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Colmar. And the, all those picturesque buildings. Uh, it's really nice. And they have a really, really crazy history. Uh, it started with the Celts, and then the Romans moved in. and Yeah, it's the, the Rhine River Valley. So everybody had to cross through that valley, that narrow corridor. Yeah, and so many wars, and it is just great wine. And Definitely, we will get into that soon. It's got a really cool culture there. It's a very French and very German at the same time. Yes, it's a really, really nice blend. So there's no friction between the cultures. It's just like a blend, like a good cuvee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's gone back and forth. It belonged to the French for a really long time in the mid-1800s. Uh, it went to Germany until yeah. World War One. The Prussians, yeah. And then, uh, then it went back to France until World War Two, and then Germany had it for a few years. We won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was uh, back to France again until uh, present time. But uh, the place is really, really interesting and, and beautiful, and such a rich history and a great climate for really good wine. Yes, we'll get into that in detail later. I, I just want to mention the food, like the, the food culture there. is Again, it's a mix of like hearty German dishes, like kraut and sausages of all kinds, but with a little French twist that makes it more elegant and more interesting even. And they also have some foie gras and French food in there too. Yeah, they do. And they kept a lot of the German, Germanic words yeah. for their foods. The like Flammkuchen is yes. kind of a pizza with a sour cream. Some people call that onion pie. pie. Yeah, I heard that one earlier pie. today. But yeah, it's more like a, 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 a it's pizza. Like a pizza. Yeah. It's a thin crust with a sour cream on top, onions, bacon, very oh. hearty again. So many. I've seen it with fruit, with pears. Yeah, they, they make all kinds of different desserts. Flamkuchen now too, mm. but yeah, the traditional one is sour cream. And to go with that food, they have really good wine. Yeah. Great wine. Some of the best wine you'll ever have. Definitely. And 
I brought us two bottles here. Hmm. So what do we have? So we have um, a Grand Cru from Mambour. It's uh, made by Marcel Dice in Berkheim. It's a 2013. It's a very interesting wine because it's a field blend. So he has like basically all the Pinot varieties, Pinot Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Pinot Noir. And we're all growing together in, in the, the same vineyard. vineyard. Yeah, in the Mambour vineyard. And he's farming, farming organically and biodynamically, but not very dogmatic. Like his biodynamics is, a, is open. Yeah, it's, I was reading about that. It's very, uh, very loose with it, I guess. Uh, He's more experimenting. Yeah, so exactly. Like, the question is more important than the answer. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think his philosophy is very interesting. He's also very deep into history and the medieval history of uh, Alsace, which is really reflected in that label with uh, medieval pictures and also like the biodynamic plants and herbs oh, yeah. on the label around that medieval picture. So it's a very unique bottle and a very unique wine. It it's is. not cheap, but yeah, it's a treat. So that's a very uh, Roman-esque style. Yeah. Uh, ancient Rome yeah. style. It's less Germanic than the bottles you see in Alsace usually. Like mm. it's not a long neck Riesling bottle it's more like a burgundy bottle style yeah and also the picture and the design is kind of a blend of French and German culture very nice what's the other one you have there? the other one is a very traditional one it's by iconic uh, producer Domain Zind Humbrecht uh, from the village of uh, Hunavir where also the close Saint Hume from Trimbach is from ah yes it's just a little bit further up the hill so we are at 350 meters, so about a thousand feet elevation, uh, right at the forest. Mm -hmm. So just at at the yeah border to the Vosges Mountains. So we have a cooler climate, a little bit more humidity up there, but uh, because it's cool, you don't get the noble rot, the botrytis there. So it's a kind of a cool climate, Riesling. I I didn't try it before. So I ex expect it to be close to a German Riesling in taste. Yeah. Not as powerful as the warmer climate Alsatian Rieslings. Right. And it has a bit of age on it too. It's a 2006 Very nice. Riesling. That's going to be beautiful. Single variety. So this is like the classic German Riesling bottle. Like long right, shape. yeah. Yeah. So we will get into that soon. We will. So before we get into these wines, we can go back to the region a little bit. Uh, Primary grapes they have there, they have Riesling, which we're about to have, uh, Gewürztraminer, all the Pinots, uh, Muscat. Yeah, that's uh, the aromatic, lightweight, yes. Uh, and uh, Sylvaner. Yeah, that's like their everyday wine, they use it a lot in blends. Mm -hmm. But there's also uh, the Sotzenberg as a Grand Cru site for Sylvaner only. So they give it some respect too. But uh, typically the ones you're going to see the most, the most famous ones are your Rieslings, your Gewürztraminer, yes. and uh, the Pinot Gris is, is pretty Definitely. popular. Yeah, it's the food wine in Alsace. Yes. It pairs well with everything, so you don't have arguments at the table. You can order a bottle and everybody will be pleased. Ah. 
say four different dishes on your plate and yeah. and one wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the uh, also the smallest wine region in France, and it's the second driest. Yeah, the dryness comes from the Vosges mountain range. It's like in, in the area where we live here in Germany, in the Pfalz, we have these mountains that keep the rain from the ocean out. Right. So uh, they get much less rain than the other side of the Rhine River Valley. So they're in the rain shadow of these mountains. So it's perfect climate for grape wines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's get into it. I think. Yeah, let's do this. Let's try this first one here. Let's try this. Uh, the I think we should start with the Riesling. Let's do it. Yeah. So let me pour some for you. Sounds good. It's a nice golden color. You can it see is. the age on this wine already. I wish uh, the people listening could see this. We'll have some pictures up on our website. Oh, this is a perfect. It smells like a German. Yeah. It smells yeah. like a German Riesling. You have a lot of citrus here, lime, mm-hmm. zest, lemon, but also a little bit of orange peel. A little bit of that petrol. Just a hint of petrol, not as strong as I would expect it in an insertion Riesling of that age. Mm. This is really great acidity, fresh, lively. You don't expect it to be that old. Would you think this is 12 years no, old? No, not at all. <laughs> Holy shit, lip smacking. <laughs> <laughs> that is delicious. That is a <clears throat> mouth-watering flavor. Like even grapefruit like citrus flavors. Also some fruit. But you definitely get that high altitude cool climate from mm-hmm. this wine. Absolutely. Yeah, that is that is wonderful. That you can definitely taste the altitude with all that acidity. Mm. Again, like the color is beautiful. This is definitely worth its money. Absolutely. So you have to think about around 35 euros for a bottle if you buy it here in Europe. Mm. In the States, it might be twice as much. So, uh, sorry Americans, (laughs) fellow Americans, it uh, might be a little bit pricier for you guys. If you can find, well, I'm sure you could probably find this in some of your high-end uh, wine shops. <clears throat> Hopefully, you can get to one. I mean, who knows? You could possibly find. You know, I'm not even gonna lie. I haven't lived in the U.S. <laughs> long enough to be able to tell you where you, you can definitely find, find it online. You could. Ah, oh, yes, absolutely online. It's I forgot. A, it's, it's 2018 now. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> famous producer, Zindhumbrecht. Uh, you will find it in the show notes to this episode. Just Google it and you will find it. There you go. So that's where to look for it. Yeah. You also get that honeysuckle in the aftertaste. It's mm. beautiful. And some herbaceous notes. Mm-hmm. Novotritis. Very clean. Yeah, very clean. It's Just uh, a hint of petrol. It, uh, honestly, it, it's... But it's... It's Alsatian. Yep, it's you still Alsatian. Bruised apple mm-hmm. thing. You don't find much in German Riesling. It's less like it's not that super clean, not as steely, more fruity, a little bit more like of that wineous bruised apple aroma. Very nice, very interesting. And also, we also have a biodynamic producer here. So 
um, we have to talk about like the biodynamic agriculture in Alsace has a long history. And the reason is uh, Rudolf Steiner, the founder of uh, biodynamic agriculture, mm -hmm. the inventor, he lived actually in Switzerland, in Basel, just across the border from Alsace. Yeah. So he and his followers, they had a lot of influence in the Alsatian area. And it's still strong there. Yeah, this biodynamic the biodynamic stuff is very uh, very interesting. It's like uh, it's like voodoo or witchcraft or something. These guys out here hanging horns up on their fences and They're burying horns in the ground in the ground and, the ground and then spread doing harvesting on moon cycles and yeah, it's a very complicated system and a lot of it is more or less spiritual. Yeah, but yeah, some winemakers say. It, forces them to be more like mindful in the vineyard right and also less intervention so like microorganisms can flourish in the ground yeah and uh, that actually uh, that helps give that minerality flavor that we get yeah we should talk about that because wines. a lot of people just Think there is minerals in the wine right. and it tastes like stones and stuff. Yes. And that's actually a very interesting it's, phenomenon. It's, it's true and not true at the same yeah. time. It uh, so you'll get these wines that are grown like in flinty soil, chalky soil, slate soil, and people swear they can taste oh I taste the really taste the slate on this Riesling from uh, the Mosul. Yeah. Or the limestone in Burgundy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, you can, you do taste it, but you're not tasting it because you're not tasting the rock itself, even though it tastes like the rock. It's, I, I think the best example is if you get like a copper coin. Yes, a copper penny or something, and smell on that coin. Right, and it has a distinct metal smell. Yes. Everybody knows that. Even your hands get smelly. Mm -hmm. But it's not the copper that smells like that. It's the bacteria. Exactly. It's the bacteria on the copper. That's why it's uh, going to your hands so quickly. So that's what's happening with these wines that have that min mineral taste. The actual bacteria living on these stones and rocks in the minerals are getting into the grapes. So the bacteria that's living on the slate is, smells like slate. So it's not this like theory of like the grapevines with their roots pulling minerals out Which is of the what stone. people used to think. Yeah. It's still everywhere. Like that, that was actually a Many sommeliers in the restaurant tell you that story still. Right. But that is that was accepted science. But now we know that it's uh, not the case. It's from the bacteria. Which is kind of awesome because they were doing all these tests on these wines and telling people, no, you're stupid. There's none of these minerals are in this wine at all. You're not tasting that. And I was like, well, but the hell with you. I am tasting that. Don't tell me what I can taste. And they were right. They were tasting it, but it was due to the bacteria. A different pathway. Yes. And now you can see why biodynamic and organic make sense. Because if I throw a ton of chemicals on my vineyard, I kill those bacteria. True, and then you're the wine is clean and fruity, and the terroir is gone. Yeah, it's it's dead. That's very interesting. Cool. And this uh, winemaker, uh, uh, Zin Humbrecht, 
is uh, he is much more of a traditional biodynamic. Yes, he's following all the rules. He's then the uh, burying cow horns in the vineyard. Right, yeah. watching the moon. But yeah, you you can taste definitely taste that great millinerality. You can absolutely because he's taking care of his microbes. Off to Pinot country. Off to Pinot country. So the Mambur vineyard is much hotter. It's lower down in the valley. It gets a ton of sun. That why, uh, that's why it was so popular in the Middle Ages. Like monasteries and feudal lords were actually arguing about that vineyard to get it. So it was fought about. So we try this field blend of Pinots. This is basically a medieval wine. Yes, with what I was talking about earlier when I said it was like a Roman style because the Romans didn't really care what grapes were what. They just grew everything, threw it all together True. Yeah. and mixed it all up in, into what we call golden wine. And it could be reds or whites. It didn't really yeah, matter. Yeah. It was all going into the same thing and it was crazy how they made it and it was very strong. They'd have to water it down because of all the Sediment just they left everything in there and just made this sludge almost. And so this wine is much cleaner than that. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I didn't mean to. But we definitely decide. needed to decant it. It yes. needed a lot of air to fully develop, so it's open for an hour now. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a try. Absolutely. Much different on the nose than the recent. Much different. And it smells a lot like a Chardonnay, which makes sense. Because it's all of the Pinots in one bottle. And Chardonnay is a Pinot. Yeah. But, okay, but this doesn't have Chardonnay in it. Yeah. It has all the ones that with the name Pinot. Like the Alsatian Noble Pinots. Yes. Like Pinot Blanc, Pinot Gris, and Pinot, Pinot Noir. Noir. So we have a white, a gray, and a red grape in yes. one wine. All pressed at the same time. And it smells wonderful. It smells wonderful, very fruity. It tastes very fruity as well. It's very clean for a natural low dimension wine. High alcohol, I have to say. There's definitely a warmth of alcohol. It's very powerful. Here you feel the Alsatian sun. It's very interesting. I mean, I have to admit this is the first time I've had any wine that was just a complete blend of all the noble pinots. Yeah, and, and grown in the same field. It's, yeah. It's really interesting. It is. It's, it's very wild. So you see, the, the wines of Alsace, they have a great variety, like from a simple uh, Muscat or Silvana up to this kind of like... Complexity. Complex uh, field blend, Grand Cru, uh, biodynamic wine. You can find anything there, and they're all super food friendly. Especially yeah. this one. Oh I yeah, you this can one pair with everything. Absolutely, uh, everything. It's <laughs> almost like a uh, universal secret weapon. Yeah, like yeah, a non-bubbly champagne or something. Yeah, something know? like that. <laughs> with a lot of power. Yeah, this is a great wine. It's very nice. Wow, I think uh, that pretty much covers. Uh, our little excursion to Alsace. Right. And uh, we hope you guys uh, have enjoyed. We hope you learned something. We hope you have questions. So please leave comments. Leave questions. Um, I, you could rate us. Subscribe to the show if you liked us. 
Absolutely. If you like share us, share it. Share it. Shoot us a comment. Yeah. I think, you know. Interact. <laughs> Absolutely. You can also check us out on Facebook, uh, Pulled Instagram at Pulled Corks or at JP Pulled Corks. Or you can also find us at our website, which is pulled-corks or pulled-corks.com. Pulled-corks.com. Not the word dash, the dash itself. Yeah. <laughs> the unpretentious fine beverage magazine. So, everyone, thank uh, you for listening. We hope to see you next week. So, so we did. Oh, so